1: Well, a coalition, uh, a number of environmental groups, at least eight of them, have come together and are threatening to sue the premier of our province, Jason Kenney, for defamation. Uh, They say he must retract and apologize for statements that he made uh, following the release of the Allen Inquiry, the public report into the province's oil and gas industry. Now, in that report, it did say nobody has broken the law. These groups, which include Dogwood Initiative, Environmental Defense Canada, Sierra Club Canada, Greenpeace Canada, uh, the list goes on. As I said, there's at least eight say that he um, didn't uh, follow the letter of the law when it comes to that inquiry, and he overstepped and said some things that are defamatory. So let's get to the bottom of this. We're going to chat with Cameron Jeffries now, a law professor from the University of Alberta. Professor, thank you for your time this morning. appreciate you joining us. Hi, Shay. I'm good. How are you? Excellent. Thank you so much. Um, so basically what they're saying is they haven't filed the lawsuit yet. At this point, it's a letter saying you've got until the 30th to retract and apologize, or we're going to see you. Is that how these typically play out rather than going straight to court action? Yeah, you can
0: you can see this play out in a, in a defamation lawsuit. I mean because the the goal there of, of putting someone or the premier 's office in this instance on notice would be giving someone an opportunity to retract their comments and issue a formal apology right to to walk back the language um, that had been utilized and I think that you know that's uh part part of the objective here right because you have um, i think a broader context that that has kind of informed uh this uh this request and and obviously the tensions that are between um the organizations that you mentioned and then uh the government i mean this goes back to the the context of the the fight back campaign yep. in 2019 the war room right uh escalating rhetoric um that's been utilized in in different contexts including on social media so i think that you know part of it would be looking for a bit of a walk back on uh, the language that was used and if that walk back isn't done, or if an apology doesn't occur, then, um, you know, we'll, we'll they'll, they'll test the uh, legality of the statements and, and take it to some formal some formal action.
1: Yeah, it doesn't sound like they should hold their breath waiting for an apology. In a response, uh, Kenny's spokesman said, quote, we're not surprised that an organization which routinely pursues political activism through the courts is again threatening legal action. We will, of right. course, visit, vigorously respond in court if and when necessary. So it doesn't sound like they're even the least bit no, this.
0: no, and I mean, I, I think that cuts both ways, right? That, that comment cuts both ways. And you have, um, you know, you have a government that also hasn't been afraid to use the courts, right? You mm-hmm. had the constitutional challenge to the Greenhouse Gas Pricing Act, which they lost, and then you have a constitutional challenge on going to the Impact Assessment Act, so another piece of uh, environmental legislation. So. Um, you know that that's part of the that's part of the game there too, right? Is you've had uh, a government that hasn't been shy to be litigious uh, against environmental um, uh, legislation in different contexts. So I think that's uh, part of what we can expect here.
1: When we talk about defamation lawsuits, they're not all that clear cut. They can get pretty complicated, right? I mean, you can come out and say, "Yeah, we said these things," but we're allowed to based on this, that, and the other. They're not. I mean, there's a lot of gray area when it comes to defamation lawsuits.
0: So yeah so that's right I mean I think that the the legal test for what qualifies as defamatory is pretty straightforward. So in terms of uh, looking to, to what the Supreme Court has said, we're looking for words that are defamatory uh, in the sense that they would lower uh, an individual's reputation or an organization's reputation in the eyes of the public. Uh, then you're looking for words that referred to the organization or individual in question, and then those words being published. So were they put out there communicated to more than one person. Um, and so that test itself is is pretty straightforward. But because defamation is trying to walk a fine line between protecting reputations but also guarding free speech, right. which is critically important in our society, there's a number of defenses. And I think the defenses is where it, it gets into the gray zone. Um, and those defenses will depend on the situation. So for a government official, uh, an elected individual, their defenses you know, would be different if they were speaking in the legislature uh, where things are privileged versus when they're outside of the legislature and they're speaking to media or posting on uh, social media. And in that instance, you have really two defenses that are available in this sort of context. You'd be arguing that it was justified Mm -hmm. in that the statements were substantially true so that they were factually based, right? And then uh, the other defense, and this is the one where I think um, it can get a little bit bogged down in a situation like this, is whether or not it was a fair comment. Um, and that, that, yeah, that has a, a fairly lengthy um, number of elements that have to be proved. Um, and then I think the key one, if you're looking at this scenario, would be, uh, is it a comment, so a deduction, an opinion, right? An inference on behalf of the Premier that's based in fact. Um, because it has to have a factual foundation uh, in order to to be a fair comment. And I think that would be uh, part of the issue. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back
1: It would be live here right now. If they can cross all those thresholds, get over all those bars, then they have to prove that it in some way hurt them. It has damaged them. I mean, that's the next step, right?
0: Yeah, that there's been some harm. Um, I mean, often some of the damage can be presumed because you have right, you have defamatory language, which in and of itself is is harmful if it's uh, having that effect to your reputation. And in this instance, um, my understanding is the environmental groups are saying, "Hey, we operate on good faith." Right. We operate on uh, the goodwill and and in many instances, generosity of the public. And in this instance, that could have a, uh, you know, an, an impact on our ability to operate or carry out our mandate.
1: And ultimately, whenever you're talking about a case like this, especially one involving government, any kind of resolution would likely take years and years and years to get Right.
0: Yeah, I mean, we could be looking at uh, uh, multiple years to work its way through the court system, right? And, um, I mean, there's lots of delays right now. There's there's likelihood of appeal. Um, so, yeah, you could be looking at mul- multiple years uh, for there to be a resolution. Now, I'm not sure that that would necessarily dissuade an organization or a group of organizations that were just put through a multiple-year process, with numerous delays, uh, that didn't have the opportunity to participate formally, um, in the Allen report, right. Where were yeah. ultimately cleared. So I'm not sure that, that, you know, a lengthy process would necessarily deter organizations that were just put through a lengthy process
1: either. Yeah. It'll be an interesting one to follow. Uh, thanks so much, Cameron. appreciate your time. Yeah, no, great. Thanks for reaching out. You bet. That is Cameron Jeffries, who is a law professor at the University of Alberta, and giving us the legality. Yeah, defamation is an interesting one, uh, because there's a number of different components that have to be met uh, in order for an action to be successful. You have to prove that the comments were defamatory. You have to prove that meaningful harm was done. I mean... Bottom line, um, don't expect an apology from the premier or a retraction of his statements by the November 30th deadline. He'll be more than willing to let this go to court. Uh, and as we heard from the uh, law professor, if it does get to court, it would likely be years and years and years of legal wrangling before there's any kind of resolution here. But um, the environmental groups say they can prove that there was damage done. Um In an email from Keith Stewart of Greenpeace, um, he says, some of our activists have had to turn their social media accounts over to a friend to report, block, and delete the hateful comments and commenters. Prominent climate advocates regularly get death threats. So do I. I haven't sued anybody about it. Um, I don't know how far this will go. I think basically what they're saying, and they come out and say it in pretty clear language, this promised lawsuit, the goal of it, is intended to stop political leaders from using their office as a bully pulpit. They say, quote, I think it's really dangerous to have senior political leaders doing this kind of thing against civil society, and we just want it to stop. So that's the goal of this lawsuit. And it can go away if the Premier retracts and, uh, as we said, you know, apologizes for the comments that he made. Basically, they're saying the inquiry itself found that no laws were broken, and the Premier didn't follow that rule of law, that letter of the law in his response to these findings. So we'll see where it goes. Will it end up in court? Probably. Will it ever be resolved in our lifetime? I don't know. Once you get these kind of cases into a court of law, they can take a very, very, very long time.